We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to a special edition of WWL Sports Talk. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're live from Rouse's Markets, 4500 Tropatula Street, Uptown. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be on until 4 o'clock today. Rouse's has value packs of Swift pork chops and Swift sirloin pork roast at 97 cents a pound. So come on by, get all your your feed and uh, food for, so to speak, uh, New Year's. Stuff also to, uh, if you don't want to cook, you can munch on as you're watching football. They got it round the clock now, uh, so to speak, football-wise. And so come on to Rouse's on 4500 Chapatula Street. Also, Bob, Ole Miss, 31-17 over Penn State. They've just blocked a field goal of Penn State. And uh, well, uh, Ole Miss o- got it rolling o- today. O- Ole Miss is uh, just better. Uh, Penn State, uh, they're a dinosaur of an offense. Uh, man, Bob, when you man, look at them, they can't pass. They cannot pass the football. How can, I don't know, Coach Franklin, we're talking about stealing money, making a lot of money. Uh, Mike, what he's been there nine, ten years. And the Penn State's never won anything. Well, no one to Rich Marty about Man, Rich Marty, he didn't uh, chew the enamel off his teeth about all this, about what's going on. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but Mike, you know what's intriguing now? You look at the NFL, uh, week 17. There's always games that I want to watch because uh, I'm watching that game tonight with your favorite team. Oh, yes, because I, cause I think, uh, I think <laughs> Dallas is a whole lot different. The Cowgirls at home versus on the road. Uh, now, that's a game we'll watch. If you look at the Lions in Dallas, now Dallas uh, uh, is 10-5. and five. They have, uh, I didn't realize this, a 15-game home winning streak. They won 15 straight games at home. You know how we want to take care of don't feel advantage? When Jerry's World, they won 15 straight game. That's the club's longest winning streak in 42 years. You know, we always say they haven't won anything in a Super Bowl like quarter of a century. Well, there's their longest winning streak in 42 years. Uh, but it's coming off consecutive losses for the first time since 2021. Now, they just have not been able to play on the road. Uh, if they don't win the NFC East, I'll uh, be interested to see uh, Dallas, obviously, in the postseason. Uh, but for, for them, uh, and, and Jerry, they can't just uh, uh, go to the NFC Championship or go to the Super Bowl. they got to win it. Or Mike, Even yeah. Cowboy fans admit that. Okay, yeah. just getting in, uh, that don't cut it anymore. No, the Saints right now, we just want to get in. <laughs> you know, and, and, Cowboy and, fans, they, they got that expectation no, much, much higher. And, and, Mike, and you look at it, uh, that's why and they, they could see maybe what occurred, same song and dance last year. You remember they won the wild card game at Tampa Bay well, last they, year. They spanked they, Tampa Bay. They crushed Tampa Bay, but guess what? Uh, last, then they lost at the Niners. Uh, so, uh, Mike, it might be the same song and dance for the Cowgirls, and they'll get uh, discouraged. Now, if you're a Lions fan, and, Mike, I was just there. I found this in the back of my closet. I was just there in July, and the USFL Michigan Panthers celebrated the 40th uh, year of winning the championship there because they haven't won anything. And so you look at the Lions and what Dan Campbell has done. Mike, uh, uh, if, if you look at the Lions right now, they're 11-4. and 4, 
They won their first division title in 30 years. Now, I'm not talking about Bobby Lane when they won a championship. Uh, then you talk about. Oh, you were the last quarterback uh, yeah. from Michigan to win a title uh, with and, the Michigan and, Panthers. And Mike, they appreciate that. They love football in Michigan, you know, Ohio State and all that area, just like, like you always down say. They're the Yankee Cajuns. Yeah, Yan Yankee country people. Yankee yeah. Cajuns that love their football. And I tell you what, the Lions, look at the Lions fans that showed up in the Superdome. Uh, I, I tell you, <laughs> yeah. they are blue collar. Almost had home field advantage that day. The most ultimate Super Bowl, I'm telling you right now, the most ultimate Super Bowl, if the Saints aren't in it, I would hope this. The networks probably wouldn't. The Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions and Joe Flacco, that would be like a movie. you got to be kidding me. Look what Joe Flacco has done right now, Mike, with the Browns. Bob, it's an unbelievable run for him and to watch him Thursday night. It was, he was such at ease. He was on the bench and almost fell asleep. Oh, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> he had his uh, eyes closed like he was fixing to nod out. You know, I played till I was 37 years of age. My elbow was shot, and Flacco was My, like his elbow ain't shot. No, hell no, he's <laughs> making all the throws. So you know why his elbow ain't shot? Look at Joe Flacco, what he's done with the Browns. His numbers are mind numbing. Uh, hey, man, what are you talking about, mind numbing? Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, look, he's passed for 1,616 yards, 13 touchdowns, and five starts. Okay, you know, what have you done for me lately? He's thrown for over 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, five starts, uh, and the whole NFL, uh, that is both league highs. Not Pat Mahomes or none of them. What have you done in the last five games? Joe Flacco, number one right now in yards and touchdown passes. People don't realize that Joe Flacco, watch for the Browns in the playoffs. You know why? Because he was the one. That has had success in the postseason. He's the one that beat Tom Brady in Mass in Boston. He beat him. And, and look, if it hadn't been for a drop pass, he'd have done it twice. Twice. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were inside the 20, and he had a drop hey, pass. Uh, hey, look, uh, right now we all know he's the former Super Bowl MVP. All right. So he ain't overwhelmed. He went to the Super Bowl. He was MVP. And uh, where he won that Super Bowl at? Well, about in here in New Orleans. That's right. Remember, it gets his bird at the Hardball Bowl. <laughs> That's right. And the lights went out, and, and the Ravens end up winning that game. But uh, 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 that was Joe Flacco. And if you look at that, uh, Mike, now how about this tidbit? This is NFL history. You know how I love this. He's the first quarterback in league history, in NFL history, to pass at least 250 yards and two touchdowns in his first five games with the team. Now, I'm thinking about, you know, like you're going to, you're going to a new team and all that. No one has ever done this. He's that, that consistency, and it's a sample size. First quarterback in league history to pass at least 250 yards, two touchdowns in his first five games with the team. He's thrown for 300 yards in four straight games. And all of a sudden, in Thursday's playoff clincher, well, I'll watch that against the Jets. The Jets got a good defense, right? Uh, well, not so fast. He Black carved them up. He passed for 296 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> in the first half, he did that. So anybody hate uh, – I love old guys that have success. How, uh, <coughs> listen, uh, if you're an old football fan, how can you not cheer for Joe Flacco? You're just a hater if you're not cheering for him. And, and one it's, of, a, it's a great – it's like a movie. And, it is like a, a Hollywood movie, what he's doing with the Browns. And one of the things he's done is the usage of Najoku at tight end, uh, who was – he was a good player. But, man, 
now that Flacco's there, he's a huge part of that offense. And he seems to be always open, always a great athlete, but he's gotten much better as a route runner, kind of learning how to sit down in space and learning how to, to get a little bit better separation. Joku has really played well. well. Well, and Mike, that's why, whether it's the Saints or any other team, you know how the GM or they'd be like, oh, well, we're dealing with some significant injuries uh, that we're not, when that's why we're not winning. Uh, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, uh, not so fast. And look what they've dealt with. Cleveland right now uh, haven't let significant injuries slow them down. Mike, okay, all-pro tackle, Jack Conklin, tore up his knee in the opener. Uh, star running back, Nick Chubb, all of a sudden season ending a week later against uh, the Steelers. And then they have starting tackles, uh, Jedrick Wills Jr. and Dewan Jones, both suffering the injuries. And then we all know they paid all the money to Sean Watson. Then he has a, sh- a shoulder fracture. So that's why we, you, when we say Andy's all, we all beat up. Well, why are the Browns still winning? They're their fourth quarterback with Joe Flacco. And who's the guy that's making plays for him on offense, that receiver? And that really um, bothered um, Jerry. Um, um, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Hey, Mike, he's been unbelievable. He's been awesome. And, and they got him for sort of a song and a dance. Yes. You could see Jerry was trying to cut a little bit of money him because of the finances he got asked about it on his radio show he sort of danced all about it man i'm a big fan of amari cooper but you know circumstances everything uh, else uh, could they have used amari uh, cooper uh, uh, today uh, uh, with cd lamb uh, whoa mike uh, opposite of cd lamb yet amari cooper uh that's a different animal there uh when you look at that but you look at that's no other team has started four quarterbacks and kept winning uh right now you know because i've said this and now I think there's two teams in the AFC. You know how the, the Bills, they hit a lull. Okay, watch out if the Bills are in the postseason. They still have a chance to win the AFC East. But the two teams I'd say in the, um, I don't know if there's two in the NFC, but two in the AFC, watch out for the Bills and the Browns in the postseason come January. And I would say the Rams and the NFC. Is there another team maybe? You know what, uh, because in, in defense, defenses travel and, and the ability to create turnovers travel. Ravens, Browns, they they create turnovers. Hey, hey, but the Browns aren't afraid of the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens. They beat play. the Ravens. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. That they're not within division. We play them twice every year, but we're not afraid of the Ravens. Another thing too is, man, when you got a pass rusher like Miles Garrett, you're like, okay, uh, guys, how are we going to scheme up to try to block well, him? Well, if the Browns go on a roll, I'm telling you what. If you just love football and you want to be in that atmosphere and you have money uh, to travel and all that. I would love right now as a fan to go to a Browns game in the postseason at home. Mike, you want to talk about that? You, you, you better cheer. They're going to kick out the stadium. It ain't just watching the game. It's probably going to be freaking cold and all that. You got to be into the game. It's not a better atmosphere than I think you'd have at the. Can you imagine sitting in the dog pound in the postseason and, and the Browns? It, it wouldn't get any better than that. It'd be on. Uh, Mike, I, I just think. Look at the feel-good story and all uh, that adversity, like the Detroit Lions in their history. The Cleveland Browns. Because a lot of old-school Cleveland Browns fans, they look at it, well, uh, with Art Modell, the Ravens are really our team that went to Baltimore. You they think, got the expansion. Think about it twice. Man, it, some of the craziest deals in postseason, how the Browns lost out 
to Denver. Not once. Oh. Twice. Ernest, Ernest Viner fumbled in the, the four, ball. On the four-yard line, and they, they lost their Broncos, and John Elway drove them down. You know why I know a lot of those stories? Because of Clay Matthews, not the son, the dad, who I played with in Atlanta. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Clay. My dad, Bernie Kosar, they, 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 were, they were amongst the best in the AFC, but uh, so close, but so far. You're talking about Saints fans kind of getting their hearts ripped out. Nola, no call. Just <laughs> think the Ernest Biner thing. You right no, there. They, they had the game won. They had, the had game it won. won. And, and then Denver represents the AFC, and they get spanked <laughs> they in, in the Super Bowl. They get killed after that. Now, uh, telling everybody, 38-17 now. Ole Miss over Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Lane Kiffin's going to get that W uh, in that bowl game. We'll be back uh, here from Rouse's Markets, 4500 Chapatula Street. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Shop Rouse's for black-eyed peas and cabbage for New Year's Day. We'll be back. And Jeff Hundley, CEO of the Sugar Bowl, will join us right after this break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on a special edition of Saturday Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're live from Rouse's Markets. 4500 Chapatula Street. Come on by and visit us. Uh, you can come in here, get a five pounds of cabbage free when you purchase a five pound bag of Rouse's Red, Russet, or Gold Potatoes. Limit one per customer. So come on by and finish shopping right here at Rouse's 4500 Chapatula Street. Bobby J and I will be on until four o'clock this afternoon. On our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line, the CEO of the Sugar Bowl, Jeff Hundley. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Jeff, when I left work Thursday and walked across the street, and nothing but burnt orange jerseys I seen. <laughs> Everywhere. Man, Texas, it was like uh, we were being invaded. Uh, Texas has the Longhorns were all over. Uh, if, if I wanted to have a few spirits, uh, uh, I'd have probably stayed there most of the night because, uh, man, them, them guys were having a really good time. But uh, Texas, uh, Washington, and, uh, man, uh, one thing with Austin, they, they, they travel well. Absolutely. We're, we're really excited. You know, you, you plan all year. And, you know, you, first and foremost, you want a great game. But, you know, our mission is tourism and, and uh, really hit a home run with Texas and Washington. Texas, uh, you know, I would say they're probably going to be the, the predominant crowd, you know, in the stadium. And they're, you know, we had them a few years ago against Georgia. You'll probably yep. remember, Mike. But, I remember that. Uh, I did. Came, We're back. Came, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they came They came well then, but I, this is on steroids here. They're, they're, uh, I would say the demand is probably three or four times what it was that year. And so really excited. You're seeing a lot of activity around town. Texas has – you know, they bought up billboards. They're doing a big event at Mardi Gras World that's that's open to the public uh, tonight. Uh, that, you know, a lot of things going on, and it's it's good for the city and and a lot creating a lot of excitement for the game itself. Now, uh, Jeff, how about uh, you bring up Texas? But I'm looking at the Washington Huskies. Uh, it's the fifth appearance uh, by the Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. 
They're 2-2. Two and two. Their last appearance, like you mentioned, 28-21 victory over Georgia in 2019. But this is not only the Washington Huskies' first appearance in the Sugar Bowl. It's the first and obviously the last any Pac-12 member because the Pac-12 member, it ain't there no more. You know, we always say that in New Orleans. Uh, but uh, when I, that's why, to me, it's so special that here from uh, – it's like almost a different country. Seattle's way out there when you think about it. But the Washington Huskies being here against the Longhorns, uh, you, you want to talk about a great opportunity for the Sugar Bowl and to promote the city and everything. I mean, that's really uh, reaching out to the northwest, Washington, to be able to come here. Well, it's a big deal, and and, and they've worked hard to get here. The, uh, the people in Washington added, uh, lobbied the airlines and got additional Alaska Airlines flights uh, to come in here. I think they added 10 additional flights at, at a minimum. Uh, so they're going to come well. They they bought all of their ticket allotment, and, and we're excited. As you mentioned, I mean, it's a historical year for the Sugar Bowl Committee. It's the 90th anniversary of, of the Sugar Bowl this year, and we're getting to host uh, – a Pac-12 team right before they go out of business. And, and uh, so we better late than never, as they say, but uh, we're introducing the, the whole Sugar Bowl experience to a, to a new group and, and uh, couldn't be happier. And, you know, we got a great ball game, too. You know, you got uh, Michael Penix, you know, with Washington. Yep. Sure a, was a Heisman finalist. And, and, you know, they're the number one passing team in the in the country all year long. And, you know, got Quinn Ewers coming back, and he's finally hit stride again after being injured for a couple of games. And I think it's really going to be a, a good football game uh, come Monday night. Jeff, uh, we're talking about this during the week. Don and I, he, he came on with us, and I know he had spoke to you that uh, this is now becoming major business now, this expansion to 12 uh, teams now in the playoff system and how the Sugar Bowl wants to stay competitive here. And, and basically, it's about sponsorship. Uh, hey, you need somebody to, uh, to – it's like on the – anything else, you, you need money. You've you got to have a money vein uh, to continue this and to be competitive with the Houstons and San Antonio's, Atlanta. Antonio's, Atlanta, Atlanta keep, up, keep up with the Joneses. Uh, the Floridas, uh, you know, different deals there with new stadiums yeah. and now SoFi out in L.A. So kind of give everybody a little bit of a breakdown on that because it is a tradition part. We'd love to keep some of that. And we see it with the yeah. Rose Bowl. <laughs> Jeff, I remember growing up and that side of the Rose Bowl when it would come on, you know, that, that always was something to see. And the same thing with the Sugar Bowl. But it's also a money element to this we live in that world today you might want to live back in your grandpa's world yeah. but it don't work uh, uh, and, and jeb like mike well. saying uh, i remember it's no longer the orange bowl no longer uh, the gator no, bowl uh, uh, no not even the gator the gator, gator was a uh, second banana it was the orange bowl sugar bowl cotton bowl and rose bowl not a the, cotton bowl uh, has no, but, taken a half step back but, but no but they're not because it's in they jerry's the world uh, they're in jerry's world they're not going to take a step back that's why we got to keep pace with them and i think jeff would agree with that. And right. so I think financially, yeah. Jeff, this is where you guys got to do a little bit of work, and you got to get some help from the community also. Absolutely, we you know we took the opportunity this fall. We had a, a big 90th anniversary luncheon kind of celebration, but we used it kind of as a, an all call uh, to the business community that we're going to need help going forward. Because 
you know, I don't want to say tradition doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter nearly what it used to. And and now, when you know, in the age and time of name, image, and likeness, where payers, players can get paid, and you know, every decision, it seems like you know, all the the conference realignment, it's all about money right now. And that hasn't necessarily always been our strong suit. And so we're trying to, you know, we've we've done well by our business, and and I feel like at the end of the day, we'll have enough support you know, to stay in there, but we can't take it for granted, guys. And, and you know, that's what we're trying to get people to, to understand. We, we're going to need, you know, when they expand to 12 teams next year, we're going to have a lot more tickets to sell because the schools aren't going to guarantee as many ticket sales as they have because they have more trips to make. You know, you right. play a conference championship game, you got a first round, a quarterfinal, a semifinal, a national championship game. That's a lot to ask of, of an individual fan base to make all those trips. So we're going to be, you know, beating the, the doors and, uh, on the streets to try to get people to, you know, to support us through ticket sales, through sponsorship, through any of the other programming we do. We support Orleans Parish public school teachers to the tune of $5 million since 2020, uh, along with the college football playoff. And, and we also are pretty big on scholarships for uh, boys boys and girls, student-athletes who have done well on the field and in the classroom. So there's a lot at stake for us right now. I, I, again, I, I don't want to sound panic, but it's serious. Right. We've got, Nash- yeah, no we got Nashville out there building yeah. a new stadium, and they've got building a new one, right? money in that city. Right. And Las Vegas has has a new stadium and they're waving money around. I've been at I was at meetings all fall and, and last summer and watching these cities lobby the conference commissioners who are making the decisions and they're waving money in their face. So we got to be ready to compete and hopefully there's enough community pride here. I know the Circle Bowl is doing everything it can. Uh, we did a, a Garth Brooks concert Labor Day weekend, raised some money. We did a kickoff game two years ago with LSU and Florida State for the sole purpose of trying to raise additional revenue because we saw this coming uh, down yeah. the line. And, and we'll keep doing our part, and hopefully the community will help step up and, and do its part. Jeff, now, uh, you know, Jeff, ahead, uh, Jeff uh, if you look in your crystal ball, okay, uh, because to me uh, this is a lot like you always want to be in the hunt uh, and, and you want to get the, the local uh, public uh, to realize this. You look to expand the playoffs. Is it almost like a, a, a playoff or Super Bowl rotation where, okay, uh, they have 12 teams and expand the playoffs. We have in the Sugar Bowl. And then all of a sudden, obviously the Final Four, semifinal, then the championship game. Is this something that you promote, like at least maybe you would try, if not uh, at least once every four years or maybe once ever a handful of years, half a dozen, that you can host a national championship? Because you got to be in that rotation. Uh, just break that down. What I'm talking about. Sure, absolutely. We we are look. We actually lobbied the the conference commissioners uh, last spring. You know that they. We said, why do you need to go to ten different cities in ten years when you know you you get your best experience? And they privately have admitted that when they've gone to to and played the national championship game in cities that don't have a bowl presence their experience hasn't been as good. It's been transactional in nature, yeah. and they live by the contract. We're, we always aim to please, you know, whether it's in the contract right. or not. We're going to do our best to make it a, a great event here. And, and I think there's some momentum towards that, to, you know, not to four years, Bobby, but 
to your point, probably every six years, maybe six or seven, we'll have the opportunity. And, and that's something it's important. We, you know, we're a big time sports city and we, we, you know, in order to keep that, that position, we need to be hosting national championship games. And I think we'll have that opportunity in the not too distant future. Jeff, did anybody get more ink or more press out of the Pop-Tarts Bowl? I mean, you look, look how that was presented. Man, listen, uh, it's a great gimmick, and I give them full credit for it. Man, did they get some exposure well, in there well, well, for the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Yeah, Pop-Tarts Bowl. And, uh, Jeff, like Mike's talking about, I still remember this, and it's not this anymore. I don't, uh, the, the, the Puyan Weed Eater Bowl in uh, Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. Independence yeah. Bowl. Remember them in the pool? Yeah. Like Weed Eater. Okay, I mean, but they got a lot of Weed Eaters, but, but, but that's only one Pop-Tart. Well, yeah, yeah, but, Mike, uh, Puyan <laughs> Weed Eater. I mean, come on. It's like uh, now we Weed Eating, now Pop-Tarts. I mean, <laughs> if you come up with the money, uh, show me the money, right, uh, Jeff? But I mean, that was a yeah. great gimmick. Jeff, yeah. I'll give them full credit for it. Yeah, they did a good job. It's almost like the the Duke's Mayo Bowl too. They've done a yeah, good job right, throwing the, the right. mayonnaise yeah. on the coach's head when they win. It's a, it gets people's attention and a lot of social media clicks. So uh, you know they're doing a good job getting their sponsor's name out there for sure. Jeff, you have an, another year to to kind of set the course, so to speak, correct? And so you, you've got a, a a short period of time before all this sort of sets in because we know in this ever-changing world of college football, a lot of it is going to be about dead presidents printed on paper. But sponsorship locally, I think, is going to be the important thing to get you guys uh, right back where you should be, and that's in the middle with this. Absolutely. And, and you know, we've, we began the process this, this fall, and we're, we'll continue it once we get through this game, uh, be out in the community, just tell our story. And hopefully people care enough uh, to want to wanna help us going forward. We feel like we're doing good things, guys. We, we don't just do the football game. We, we sponsor all sorts of youth uh, and amateur and high school competitions. We're involved with the state high school football championships every year. You know, we do a lot in the community and and try to be a good corporate citizen. That's very important to the to the volunteer committee that is the Sugar Bowl, and and hopefully we'll be able to continue that for a long time to come. But it's going to take money, you know, for it all to continue, especially at the level that we've been at, which is at the top. Now, uh, you know, Jeff, because uh, obviously, if you look in New Orleans population, we uh, big town, small city. But you look at the whole the whole uh, Gulf Coast, Gulf South. I mean, do y'all coordinate because it's everybody knows everybody. Like when you're trying to promote or you're trying to get whether it's a Super Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or a Final Four, whatever it might be. To me, that all has to mesh and go hand in hand. You can't blow off one another. We, y'all got to work together. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. You know, we've we've said here within the last six months that we're redefining what local means. And local for us is going to mean everything from Gulfport, Biloxi to Lake Charles and all points in between. You know, we've, we've got to get support, you know, from from that entire region. And we, th- we think we warrant it. Uh, you know, the state's been really good. The lieutenant governor's office uh, of tourism, you know, we've been able to get some funding. Uh, through them, and, and it, it, it returns a dividend, guys. You know, we, we average a, a $200-plus million economic impact every year, and that includes more than $20, $20 million in direct tax revenue. So it's a good 
you know, return on the investment when the state or a sponsor or anybody else, you know, wants to step up and help us uh, with what we're doing. Again, real dollars and cents, but also the programs that give opportunities for young people, competitive opportunities, recognition opportunities, you know, the teachers that we're supporting. We're trying to make a, you know, real difference in the Orleans Parish public school system by, you know, recruiting and retaining uh quality teachers and that you know we we can say what we want about the the public school system over the years but you know we're starting to see the needle move and hope to that we can continue to to fund things that'll that'll really make a difference for the future of of the area jeff also the other part is about working with the hotel motel business because uh, you need rooms, okay? If you're going to have a lot of people come here, they, they, they need to find rooms, and, and I think that's important. I know one thing, my daughter works for the World War II Museum, and I know her and Stephen talk about, you know, when they bring the Sugar Bowl people in, how many people flock to the World War II Museum to go see that. It's part of the tourism deal. So that part, along with the hotel, motel industry, has got to play a big part also, too, in the future growth of the Sugar Bowl. And, uh, you know, Jeff, yeah. like Mike was saying, it, it's, it's a walkable city. I remember we were yeah, promoting the Super Bowl that came to New Orleans. We in Indianapolis, and uh, that, that was walkable. Uh, but the Indianapolis, how are you going to compare it to New Orleans? Yeah. But you look like if you're in L.A. or something, like, what? You got to get an Uber. You got to get a car. <laughs> you got to drive 20 miles or whatever. So I think that's what you have to promote. Number yeah. one that you can walk everywhere. You know who's trying to copy New Orleans right now? Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, yeah. well, uh, well, watch Atlanta. Yeah. All of a sudden, I, I lived in Atlanta 14 years. They're saying it's a walkable city. I go, it wasn't a walkable city in the 90s. I know that. <laughs> uh, but, but they're trying to promote that. And I think copying New Orleans is what it brings to the table. Because that's what fans want. They want the proximity of everything being close where it's walkable. We've got almost 30,000 hotel rooms within walking distance of the Superdome. We've got, you know, world-class, you know, entertainment venues, the World War II Museum, as you mentioned there. We've got all sorts of attractions that, that make us, you know, an ideal destination city for these major events. So we've got so much in, in our favor, but at the end of the day, you know, we also have to be able to write the check that they're asking us to write. Yeah. And that, you know, that as long as we can do that, we're always going to be in the game. But we've, we've got to be able to write the check because just having all those the great attractions isn't enough anymore. So, again, yeah. a great city, and, and we've got a lot to sell, but we have to be able to, to stroke the check at the end of the day. And I, I think we'll be able to if, if we play our cards right uh, over the next uh, couple of years and because uh, we, we still have two years under contract, so the first two years of the expanded playoff, we're in. But okay. after that, uh, we, we've got a. We'll be in negotiations. We hope this spring, where we'll finally uh, be able to figure out uh, whether or not we're able to, to participate. But uh, again, I'm optimistic. I think the or, the organization's cautiously optimistic that that we'll be standing at the end of the day. We like to say we fight above our weight class as a city. <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, we've been successful at that for a long time, and hopefully it'll continue for uh, a long time to come. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And, uh, man, wishing you the best. I think you're going to have one exciting football game. Both these teams can put points on the board. they got a lot of watching eyes. And um, I know one thing, the people in Texas that I, I talked to Thursday say, man, we've, we've been here just a day or two, but we've had a really great time. So, uh, man, good luck to you. Yeah. 
Well, thanks a lot. And really, you guys, thanks for what you do for the city. Uh, you're great sports people and, and always enjoy listening to you. Thanks so much. Jeff Hundley, who thanks. is the uh, Sugar Bowl CEO, will be back with more sports talk here on a special Saturday edition of Sports Talk Live from Rouse's Shop Rouse's for Black Eyed Peas and Cabbage for your New Year's Day. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this break here on the Big 870. We're back here on a special edition of Sports Talk Saturday. Mike to tell you, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, we at Rouse's Markets, 4500 Chapatula Street. We'll be here until 4 o'clock this afternoon. Bob, finally, the Pelicans uh, got a W up on the board Thursday night uh, with a win over the Utah Jazz. It had been five straight for the Jazz. Finally, that W, but you had to sweat it at the end. Man, it, it wasn't easy, so to speak. But, well, uh, man, Trey, who had been cold during the game, he gets hot late. Okay, uh, in honor of Luke, uh, our engineer. Oh, dragging you in this no, he, He's our Pelican expert. Uh, but all I know is uh, whatever we could do in January. Hey, Bear, what are you talking about? Ooh, no schedule. What are we going to do in January? Because last January, we were 3-13. and 13. Now, I know Zion got hurt and all that. Now, uh, you look at last December, uh, we were 10-5. and five. And December 2023, uh, guess what? We're 10-5. and five. So, again, it's a continuous process. What are we going to do in January with the Pelicans? That's what I look at it. Look, this is what frustrates me. Man, you're watching the game. Man, the Pelicans got they a double-digit league. They have this and all. What's going to happen? Eight of the Pelicans' losses had come in games where the team led by 10 or more. Uh, I'm like, uh, what? Uh, okay, uh, you think you can control, but we're not necessarily in control. And then you look at Zion, you look at McCollum, you look at B.I. and all that. Now, the Pelicans uh, picked up their first win on a five-game homestand and improve uh, their record to 18 and 14. So, again, you got to take care of home court, Smoothie King Center, whatever you could do. Uh, now, if you look at it, uh, th- this has caught my attention. I don't know if you call it clutch games, whatever. Uh, New Orleans improved to 6 and 8. Well, Bobby, what do you mean improve? I mean, it isn't improving. They're 6 and 8 in games, uh, scores within five points. Uh, at any point in the final five minutes this season. So you look on the game on the five minutes, Mike. If they within five points uh, th- that, uh, I don't know, uh, we ride hovering around 500. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know uh, I know what uh, I look in the past history and in the future because the continuous process, I look at December into January. I know right now, if, if, look, the Saints aren't going to make the postseason. I'm just going to call it right now. I don't think that will happen. Even though we win the last two games, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to lose uh, two in a row. But we cannot afford, from a local perspective, to support uh, a major, like, uh, a franchise. Uh, or, like, uh, we, we, we look, it's not uh, the CBA. We're in the NBA, and we're in the NFL. We cannot afford uh, for the Pelicans to go 3-13 and 13 in January. Uh, you, you know, no, if no. the Saints, uh, we want to transition from football to basketball from a local perspective, we cannot afford to go 3-13. and 13. So, I, look, I, I'm, I'm excited where we had in December and with Zion and everything, 
but uh, we got to have a, a significant better January. Bob, uh, one thing for sure, uh, it'll be New Year's Eve, but they'll have a full house because you know who's in town. Oh, LeBron. And oh, yeah, Lakers. LeBron, the Lakers. Yeah, hell with the Lakers. I mean, I, and, <laughs> Either you love them or you uh, hate them. No, no, no. Because no, you no, watch no, no. them, even when they hey, play in hey, New Orleans, hey. man, they get a lot of people hey, cheering hey, hey, for hey, them. Listen, listen. Anybody hates on LeBron, uh, the, 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 then, you, then you're a hater. If you hate on LeBron, then you're a hater. But let me tell you right now, the one guy you can hate on is Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, uh, but why wouldn't you hate on AD? Because AD uh, left New Orleans, but the one thing is you cannot hate on LeBron. LeBron is the most unbelievable player Considering come out of high school, what he's done. No, uh, the, don't roll your eyes. Uh, I'm gonna get that, Luke that, see, Luke, Luke, uh, Luke is a LeBron hater. No, no, he, no Luke, Luke don't hey, like LeBron. Hey, hey. I don't know why. LeBron James has been. I, I wish we had LeBron in New Orleans. LeBron James is one of the greatest players ever. He's on Michael Jordan's level, whether you want to hate or not. Uh, the, the one. Come uh, on, Luke. Uh, oh, come on, Luke. No, no he's like uh, squirming right you, now. You don't have to pull for the Lakers, but come on, you got to admit, hey, man, LeBron is, he, he's a cut above. Come on. Hey, hey, no, the, the one that has not shown up for the Lakers is AD. <laughs> uh, well, well, and well, he, he shows up from show time up. to time. No, no, he But he's not up. doing it on no, consistent basis. he will not show up time to time. Uh, LeBron James is a warrior. I mean, uh, <laughs> I agree uh, with uh, you. To me, uh, he's not only, uh, people might say, well, Hebert, he's not a King James. He's more a prince. I think he's a king. I, I think he is King James. I mean, uh, uh, when you hate on LeBron, you're just being a hater. No, come to on, do, Luke. You, you to gotta do come what around, he's Luke. done since he's been a teenager, not even going to college, and what he's done is unbelievable. Now, the supporting cast, I don't know if they could uh, pick it up. I don't but, but, know but, either. But, but I'm telling you. That game in, in the in Smoothie King Center is going to be unbelievable. And uh, can we take care of business? Because I know right now, uh, so uh, uh, Luke just sent me a message uh, that he's optimistic because Larry Nance Jr. is back. Is back. And then uh, I can't see Hawkins the Hawkins to the G League. Yeah, we get that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll be back Hawkins with more of a special edition of Saturday's Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Live from Rouse's Markets, 4500 Chapatula Street. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be here until 4 o'clock. We're finishing up here in our number two of a special edition of Sports Talk here at Rouse's Markets, 4500 Chapatula Street, uptown. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be on for another hour. We'll be on from 3 to 4 and uh, talking certainly a lot about the college football system, what's happening in the bowl games. Ole Miss has defeated Penn State 38-25. But, Bob, man, Maryland is spanking the crap out of Auburn 24-7 to in the Music City Bowl. Man, no, uh, yow. I would have thought that Auburn, considering uh, how they played Alabama, Mike, and they Alabama, had no rollover. <laughs> and Alabama was they lucked out to win that game. So, well, uh, is Maryland that that's to his younger brother, right? That's it. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break on the Big Eight Seventy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.